Hello, everyone. Welcome to Charmise's podcast show. This is Charmise. It is Wednesday, November the 10th, 2021. And today's topic is change your point of view. I came across this topic today because I read a book called uh, Planted with a Purpose by T.D. Jakes. And it was such a good read. It's large print, which I especially love because I wear glasses. And it's about turning pressure into power. Without giving a book away, it's basically about um, the process that you have to go to before you are called into your purpose that God has called you to. And sometimes during the process, our perspective is distorted. Um, the wilderness, the trying, the crushing place may feel like torture, torment. It may feel like, where is God? It may feel like, why is this happening to me? It may feel like you just mad at God. But it's actually all working you out for your good. And the wilderness that you're passing through is transforming you into who God has purposed you to be. So... With that being said, I got stuck on a couple of pages in this book that I found was interesting. And it says, as, And just as God did with Israel, he is calling you out of the land of your oppression, your addiction, your pain, and the circumstances that have you believing that you will never get back up again. He has opened the door for you to begin your exodus, but you must put every one, I'm sorry, every ounce of your faith and trust in him to do only what he can do which is take care of you he is calling you out so that you might worship him and so that he might be given the opportunity to develop a relationship with you outside the purview of your abuses and your daily habits and though he has called you to be with him in the wilderness and witness how much he loves you i will not ignore the overwhelming feeling that many experience when they are freed from any oppression they experience the sensation of being disoriented in the midst of their straggling. We wander because we long for the days of familiarity, even when those days brought horrendous moments of pain, anguish, and a complete lack of hope. Because the first thing a person does when they are about, I'm sorry, when they are brought into a new space is to begin seeking out a way to stabilize themselves in the unfamiliar see that they can find no recognizable handle to hold on to in a new season they look backward to something commonplace in order to receive comfort for many their comfort is pornography even when it caused the end of their marriage for others it's alcohol abuse though their lives is so i'm sorry do their liver is so hard and kidneys so stripped that they find themselves on the transplant list for some, it's the warmth of the arms of a previous lover, even though the hands attached to those arms have left marks and bruises on their faces that have forced them to lie in order to explain away their existence. You would be surprised at what people do just to put themselves at ease during their season of wandering. That season when you look to something else in place of God that frees you because even your deliverer looks so strange to you that you would act for destruction. After all, you're unable to tell the difference between the safe harbor of his presence and the rocky shores of destitution. 
the coping mechanisms you employed during your wandering have caused you to become spatially disoriented. Like we see in the lives of the children of Israel and those who suffered at the hands of abusers, could it be that our real problem of unbelief stems from the reality that we have put more of our faith in what and who has traumatized us than we have in the God who loves us? Is it possible then that our wandering because of our disbelief in the truth of God is a tooth the master uses to get Egypt out of us? What if the final stage of the crushing process is meant to ensure an external cohabitation between God and his people, both of them being forever reconnected? What if having God inside us is the agent of spiritual fermentation needed to transform us to wine? In these pages, it posed so many questions. It just made me think about things that I've gone through in my life, in the past, where I am right now, um, what he's calling me to, and... It gives me a fresh perspective and a fresh outlook that every, everything, everything, good and bad, is definitely working out for my good. Everything that you're going through right now is definitely working out for your good. You just have to trust God, draw close to him, walk by faith and not by sight. And like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for, he know, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Stay encouraged. Have a blessed, joyous day. And tune in next time. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Charmise's podcast show. This is Charmise, and today is Thursday, November the 11th, 2021. Our topic today is God will protect and rescue. I'm going to go right into the word. I'm going to read Psalms 91 in the King James Version of the Bible. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. Surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, And from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side. And ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy feet against the stone. Thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This was such an encouraging um, psalm, I wanted to share it. 
But I want to dig a little bit deeper because Psalm um, 9114 and 9115 had caught my attention just on how it was worded. Because it says in um, 9114, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. So I was like, okay, is this the second person talking? This is, we already know that it's Jesus talking. But the way that it's worded made me just question what the psalm actually meant. So I dug a little bit deeper and went into the treasury of David. And it says, here we have the Lord himself speaking of his own chosen one. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Not because he deserves to be thus kept, but because with all his imperfections, he does love his God. Therefore, not the angels of God only, but the God of angels himself will come to his rescue in all perilous times and will effectually deliver him. When the heart is enamored of the Lord, all taken up with him and intensely attached to him, the Lord will recognize the sacred flame and preserve the man who bears it in his bosom. It is love, love set up for God, which is the distinguishing mark of those whom the Lord secures from ill. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. The man that has known the attributes of God so as to trust in him and then by experience has arrived at a yet deeper knowledge. This shall be regarded by the Lord as a pledge of his grace and he will set the owner of it above danger or fear where he shall dwell in peace and joy. None abide in intimate fellowship with God unless they possess a warm affection towards God and an intelligent trust in him. These bits of grace are precious in Jehovah's eyes and wherever he sees them, he smiles upon them. How elevated is the standing which the Lord gives to the believer. We ought to cover it right earnestly. If we climb on high, it may be dangerous, but if God sets us there, it is glorious. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to go into the deeper understanding of Psalms 91:15. He will have need to pray. He will be led to pray aright, and the answer shall come, so surely come. Saints are first called of God, and then they call upon God. Such calls as theirs always obtain answers. Not without prayer, with the blessing come to the most favored, but by means of prayer, they shall receive all good things. I will be with them in trouble, or I am with them in trouble. Hairs of heaven are conscious of a special divine presence in times of severe trial. God is always near in sympathy and in power to help his, his tried ones. I will deliver him and honor him. The man honors God and God honors him. Believers are not delivered or preserved in a way which lowers them and makes them feel themselves degraded. Far from it. The Lord's salvation bestows honor upon those it delivers. God first gives us conquering grace and then rewards us for it. Amen. 
hallelujah on that. It brought me across my poem that I wrote a while back, which was called Why. And it's sort of like how God was speaking um, about this scripture. And how it was taken like in a second form as like a second person. I was going through a trial at this time when I wrote this poem. And I hope it encourages all those that are listening to it. It says, um, why? That's the title of it. Why is this happening to me? I take five steps forward and then I'm back at three. I really thought, Lord, that you were truly speaking when you were telling me to do certain things. It didn't make any sense to me. Is this all a part of my calling? What is happening? What is the purpose of all this? Is this to unlock all of my gifts? I will not lean to my own understanding. I will just continue. Lord, what am I going to do? So now the Lord speaks back to me and he says, What is happening to you, you will never understand. Just know that I have you in the palm of my hand. In the past, you would take five steps forward and get knocked back at three. All because you didn't truly trust me. You went your own way and did things that were out of my plans, but I redirected you because you started taking my hand. Your praying, giving, worshiping was never in vain. The words I spoke to you were true. You were not insane. I know what to do and how to do it to fulfill my will. Whether you want to do it or not, my will will be fulfilled. All this time, you thought it was about you and your way. You took advantage of my grace put selfishness on display because you knew I would always be there now I'm doing a new thing and you're not aware my plans and my thoughts are never like the way you think I am with you I am for you don't draw back and sink so God had to like give me a little bit of understanding because I want to do things my way so I came across that poem and I'd like this to be good to share it. So, uh, I hope this has encouraged someone today. I hope that you'll be lifted up by reading um, Psalm 91 in your own time. Stay blessed. Have a joyous rest of your day. And tune in next time. Bye.